Star Wars 7x7 episode 3122. Today we've got our deep dive episode for The Bad Batch and it isn't so much about this particular episode as it is about the 20 episodes of The Bad Batch that we've gotten so far. And it turns out, funnily enough, that The Bad Batch is kind of turning into the show that we thought The Mandalorian was gonna be. I will explain, of course. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we've had 16 episodes of The Mandalorian, about to get more, and I guess <laughs> maybe technically 18 if you count a couple of the Book of Boba Fett episodes. We've also had 20 episodes now of The Bad Batch, and I gotta say... In a very real way, The Bad Batch is turning into the series that we thought The Mandalorian was going to be. Here's why I say that. Put your mind back to the beginning of The Mandalorian when we didn't even know what the show was going to be about, but we got a log line that talked about The Mandalorian being a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. I mean, think about the three elements of that logline. So a lone bounty hunter, right? So we're talking underworld stuff. The outer reaches of the galaxy, which gives you a Wild West scenario where lawlessness is running rampant and far from the authority of the New Republic. So the New Republic is the ostensible government for the galaxy at the time, but they don't have enough resources to really pay attention to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. And so that reinforces this whole you know, lawless underworld nature of an environment that we think we're going to see in The Mandalorian. And we started out that way for all intents and purposes. Certainly the exciting opening with The Mandalorian walking into that bar and getting the mithril putting him on ice and taking him back to Navarro, then taking this mysterious job for a very shady client, which turns out to be the child. So this is another bounty hunting situation. And then he has to go up against the whole bounty hunters guild when he decides that it just goes against his code of honor to leave this baby with this nefarious looking client. And yeah, <laughs> under the circumstances, I wouldn't want to leave him with Warner Herzog either. And then we have episode five, the gunslinger, where he goes, up against Fennec Shand, then he has to become a mercenary in episode six. Finally, we find out in episode seven and eight, and this is where things kind of start taking a turn, that you know, this whole bounty situation is really an Imperial Remnant situation. And so we are now out of the underworld and we are into galactic conflict. And that conflict, in particular, one aspect of that conflict between the Empire and the Mandalorians, comes to bear on Navarro and causes the clan to scatter. And so season two of The Mandalorian starts with our titular Mandalorian trying to reconnect with other Mandalorians. So that's what happens in episode nine. Episode 10, he is hard up for cash. So he takes a job transporting a frog lady across the galaxy. Well, not across the galaxy, just one trailing system, but you get what I mean. And then he ends up on Trask where he connects with Bo-Katan and a couple other Mandalorians to 
ultimately find out that, hey, there's an opportunity to <laughs> maybe learn something more about Grogu, but then his ship needs repairs, so he has to go back to Navarro, and then he's not dealing with the underworld, he's dealing with this other empire base that's still in place on Navarro. Then in 13, he finds Ahsoka. 14, he goes to Tython and loses Baby Yoda to the Empire. 15, he has to figure out how to get Baby Yoda back. And 16, he does get Baby Yoda back. But that back half of the season is about Mando against this Imperial Remnant. So the only paying job he has in season two is taking Frog Lady to a planet, right? Not exactly a bounty hunter underworld kind of lifestyle thing. He gets involved in more underworld activity in his appearances in the Book of Boba Fett than he does in the entirety of season two of The Mandalorian. And the way season three is looking based on trailers and information that we've gotten so far, it seems like it's going to continue along the path of season two, where he's going to be about getting his Mandalorian status back in the eyes of the armor and his fellow clan mates and... He's going to have to figure out how to you know, deal with Grogu's training now. The Imperial Remnant is still going to be active. There's a Mandalorian Civil War that's about to happen. So, oh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on and presumably Thrawn lurking in the background of all of this. So still moving away from that bounty hunter underworld lifestyle. And then on the other hand, you have The Bad Batch. So the first four episodes of The Bad Batch are very much focused on them getting free of the Empire and trying to find a place where they can be settled to some degree. Where they end up being settled is with Sid on Ord Mantell. But even before they get there, they find themselves being hunted by a bounty hunter looking for Omega. Yes, it's Fennec Shand. And the reason they end up with Sid is because they've heard of somebody who might be able to you know, work with them and give them the information that they need, like who hired this bounty hunter, they have no idea. And so that's how they track down Sid. But Sid is running all these illicit operations and employs the Bat Batch for her purposes. So in the fifth episode, she sends them out to rescue a baby ranker from Zygarian slavers. She sends them to Corellia in the sixth episode to retrieve the head of a Separatist era tactical droid. In episodes eight and nine, they tangle with Cad Bane and Fennec Shand again. In episode 10, they have to break a former Separatist center out of Imperial custody. Sid is hired for this job by the Senator's Protocol droid, strangely enough. But yeah, so, eh, you know, not totally underworld, but still kind of there. Then episodes 11 and 12 are the ones that take place on Ryloth, where we meet a young Harrison Dula. And the reason the Bad Batch is there is because they're smuggling weapons to the people on Ryloth. And then in episode 13, somebody takes over Sid's operation or tries to move in on it. And her big idea is to steal a container of spice from the guy. <laughs> and use it to you know, work her way back into, you know, it's a whole convoluted thing. But again, it's multiple gangsters and spice runners all involved, right? So that is all the underworld activity that happens in season one. And already in season two, there's been a ton of underworld activity as well. From the jump, the scene on that blissfully tropical planet with those giant crabs, like there's a crate that they've acquired for Fijinoa and presumably somehow related to Sid in this whole transaction. So yes, more illicit, ill-gotten gains for shady characters. Sid sends them on a trip to 
uh, Serrano, right, to try to get some of Count Dooku's war chest, and Fijinoa wants a percentage of whatever they get as payment for the information, in addition to, you know, Sid getting her cut as well. And then, of course, we have the most recent episode, Faster, which involved gambling on riot racing and rivalries between Sid and another crime lord and loan sharking, kidnapping, and indentured servitude probably here as well were up for consideration. So, yeah. So much Underworld-related activity happening in the Bad Batch that <laughs> it feels like this is really the Underworld show that we kind of thought we were going to get with The Mandalorian, but instead we're getting it with this animated feature that talks about the fortunes and perils for an unusual group of clones who managed to survive Order 66 without going crazy and saying good soldiers follow orders and shooting up Jedi. So yeah, that's my reasoning for why The Bad Batch is the true underworld show in Star Wars storytelling right now. And I'd love to know what you think about that. Agree? Disagree? Something in the middle? <laughs> Let me know what you think on YouTube. Just drop a comment right there. If you're catching an audio version, head over to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and drop me a line there. Would love to hear what you think. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.